0: I'm telling you, pre-show the show for our uh, our patrons.
1: For our listener. (laughs) Uh, No,
0: Not, not, not our Patreon patrons. For those who I would be obligated to purchase a beer for at a bar.
2: No, if somebody comes up anywhere in public, you can put, if you're recording this, put this in the stinger. If anybody comes up to me in public and says, hey... I listen to your show Record Breakers. I will probably purchase them some sort of alcoholic beverage if they are of age and want one. If they are not, I will purchase them a nice bottle of Jones Soda or Cheerwine, their choice. Cheerwine Cactus shed. a cactus cooler. i making makes
1: so could it be haste is making me? What's time I the think they kill or keep a fire or lose a living? I gotta go faster, keep up the pace, just to stay in the human race. I
2: could go supersonic, the problem's chronic. Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to say it, I just accelerate into a
1: vivian. Into a vivian.
3: Buenos Nachos, amigos. I'm pointing right in your faces. I'm Petey Rave. This is Record Breakers. You're with us to talk about music. Here with me also to talk about music, we've got Brett.
0: Uh, hard Markinson knows.
3: Mm-hmm. We've got Patrick.
2: Scooters.
0: Oh.
3: Hello. <laughs> and we've got Drew.
2: Apparently the last thing Craig Kilborn done was to guest host the Artie Lang show. Wow, those are some has
0: been asked <laughs> names.
2: Yes. <laughs> has been He, he tried to was. launch a show and it failed. And then he guest hosted the Artie Lang show. Yeah.
0: Oh, I so. love Artie Lang. Please stay with us. No,
2: don't. <laughs> don't Hold on.
0: You, you can't badmouth Craig Kilborn
2: and then like get on the Artie Lang bandwagon just because. I'm of just glad both stratified. of them are
0: still alive. Uh, like I, I, can, I can just say that. Without oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm,
2: I am super glad that people are still living.
3: Yes. yes. Uh, we can all agree on that. Mostly because uh,
1: they could
2: listen to the show. Yes.
0: Uh, Please, and Artie
2: Lang, don't listen. <laughs> uh, Artie
1: Lang, if you're listening, turn this off now. It
2: only gets worse from here. Yes. Artie Lang, if you're listening, would you like to be a guest on Record Breakers?
3: <laughs> no. That would be hilarious. Uh, I, I don't know how good of an episode. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Uh, That being said, something we can all agree on is that we're talking about music this week. And the provider of said music is none other than Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week?
2: Well, I would like to say that we're talking about music this week, as you just said. Next week, who knows? We might talk about politics. <laughs> um, no. Pre- um, I do own pre-showtheshow.com. Don't go. Words and
0: things there. are gonna happen. Yes. Things are gonna happen.
2: We have a great idea that entails these four yahoos and possibly a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um be prepared. Not,
0: that doesn't uh, make any point about music. Yes. Yeah. The not music part of our bullshit.
2: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, but now we're talking about musical bullshit. Um and that musical bullshit comes from uh some folks out of the Boston uh punk rock and hardcore scene um band formed in 1983 uh didn't really um get a big hit uh, Same
3: year I was until formed. this
2: album came out uh this album came out and sort of launched a uh in my opinion uh sort of pushed forward into the mid-late 90s this big ska revival that was happening it's a band called the mighty mighty boss tones and an album called less let's face it let's yes there are some trombones Thank you, (laughs) Brett.
3: Let's face it. It's an album called. Let's face it. Uh, Not the Cole Porter album, but the mighty, mighty Boston's album.
0: Funny thing. You say that Cole Porter is from my hometown. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
3: I'll go with Patrick first. Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album?
1: I am intimately familiar with this album. I listened to it regularly. I kind of knew exactly everything that I was going to say before I even wrote a note down on it.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album?
0: I think like everybody that's been on this show ever, uh everybody that will be on this show, unless they're well, I don't know, Squiggles may be too young. We were all there when this album happened. Um, you know, it just ska happened so quickly and had such mainstream success that, you know, there are people that had songs about selling out. Um, and, you know, it, it, was, it was less of a flash in the pan as swing music was. Remember that five seconds when people <laughs> were like, oh, swing music. Brian um,
1: Setzer Orchestra and uh, Sherry well, Poppin' Daddies.
0: Yeah, well, don't bring Where's Brian Setzer up I, in a room with squiggles. Brian Setzer is, is king, so let's just leave him hey, out of bad this. bad
3: voodoo daddy. Yes. Um, Ooh, any, daddy it,
0: there, I know people that went to swing dance lessons in that, like, five seconds that uh, that, that was a thing. But no, like, uh, the, the boss tones have to be the pinnacle of success of Ska in any era of Ska. Like, I, they, they have to have raked in as much of the gold that was then them, their hills. And seeing that they've been around for about as long as Petey has, <laughs> which is longer than I've been around, Um, I you know, the, their longevity proves that they're at least able to do it for a long period of time. I don't know. But, um, you know they're it's they're definitely one of the bands that got major radio play, and for good reason.
3: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Drew, what would be the themes elements that make up this record? How would you describe it musically?
2: Um, well, let's face it, came out um in a long career, sort of towards the closer part to where their hiatus sort of happened in two thousand three. It Came out um, in the mid nineties and. Up until this point, the Boss Tones were sort of known in the ska scene as having a very sort of fast, frantic sound. Um, they very much took heavily from their, like, hardcore punk influences. It was very, very fast records, um, and it rarely, rarely even came close to 30 minutes. This record is 33 minutes long, and for a Boston's record, that's pretty long. Um, so... The thing about that is, they gave themselves more time in each song to really develop that um, and sort of slow down, take a chance, and like l- really let it um, every song linger. Um, for some reason, that "Do you have to let it linger?" song just came in my head. Yes, oh. me too. I didn't want to say anything
3: just because I didn't want to interrupt your flow.
2: So, <laughs> oh no! I'll interrupt my own flow because that's how my mind works. Um. It, it, it's that punk thing of you don't want to waste studio time because that shit costs money. Um, but it's by no means a slow record for doing that, um, for letting things linger and bringing it out. There's still a lot of speed there. Um, Brett was joking about it um, pre-show, which when pre-show the show comes out, you might hear some of, um, but Dickie Barrett's vocals are distinctive. Um, he has guested on other tracks in like a background fashion and they're like the fans of this band will go, wait a second. Was that Dickie Barrett on like a random Alkaline Trio song? Like, yeah, it it happens. Um, I forget which song that is, but it's definitely happened before. Um, he's very distinctive. He has a very growly vocal to him, which I think is really, really, uh, cool. The horns. Uh, always provide just a really fun hook to, like, every song. I think horns and ska are its unique part, especially with that, like, ska core, like, ska punk sort of sound. Um, and if the horns have to be strong, and they have to be good. And I think the Boss Tones horn section is some of the best in ska music, period, let alone ska punk. So you have that. Um, you have um, this guitar work that can, at the drop of a hat, go from sort of a surf punk sound to a heavy metal driven sound. The rhythm sections in this, the sky is known for having a great rhythm. Um, and that rhythm section, the bass and the drum, like the, you can get something that gets the Rude Boys dancing and then something that'll get the punks in the pit. Like it's that unique uh, sound that was what made the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones what they were, and why in my opinion, they are one of the best bands to come out um, from that time. One of my favorites, and I've been putting off doing this record because it's going to be one of these numbers Um, for the audio listeners. I'm rolling the dice. It's going to be successful. Um, Yes, exactly. Um, you got to roll the dice and take a chance. That's
0: 1d6 plus 4. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is it is inspiration to me. Um, and it, it, it is going to be one of those things, because it's just the mighty, mighty boss tones to me are something that I will always love. I I mentioned this before, that I have taken, after the band broke up that I was in, I sort of haven't been listening to as much ska. I sort of Wait a minute, you were in a band? I was not a band. <laughs> what, um, what kind of band? A ska band. Oh, okay. We were fucking garbage. Um... No
0: garbage, we
2: garbage. You, 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 you think
0: garbage? you're paranoid? I, I mean, you
3: know, I. I, I, yeah.
2: I won't say anything about the word I used and the lead singer of that band. Let's move on. But she's attractive,
3: um, but Butch Vig as well. I mean, he's, that's he's right. Kind of you know, you know, dude.
0: The 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 really the 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 Smashing Pumpkins really really used his production to good effect. Like,
2: <laughs> I think we broke through. <laughs> Little. Um no but it's, there is something um that's really near and dear to my heart um and it's one of those things where they were the cornerstone of sort of an entire summer that happened it was like them real big fish and no doubt were like a cornerstone of an entire summer and real big fish didn't really like they moved on they still tour but like real big fish has the same fans that they did before whereas like dickie barrett and like the rest like the Boston's in general have done other things since then that are different from what they were doing in the 90s um and they've still grown and that is in my opinion a credit to them being good musicians and having a good backing for that so Mm
3: -hmm. uh patrick how would you describe this album musically? What
1: are the themes and elements? Um, boss Tones have some of the best bass lines in ska music. And, like, you, you sometimes got to listen for them, but there's always something good going on. Uh, the best snare tone in ska music. Uh, so, getting a snare to, like, ping like that and, and have that crack and have it not sound like you're just hitting a steel chair with the butt end of a drumstick is, is something that. People need to learn more how to do and maybe listen to whoever, uh, you know, mic'd these drums and engineered this record because it sounds perfect. And I, Dickie Barrett's voice is so different and wonderful. And I, like this is an album I sing along to in the car fairly regularly. And I'm a terrible singer. Like, no, but it it's just it, it's feel good. It feels like. It feels like 1997. I remember when the impression that I get came out. I was 11 years old. I've been listening to that song now for God. nearly 20 years. Like, and that just that moment made me feel really old. But like, it it sounds like it sounds like a happier time. <laughs> it, and I I know that's really cynical, and I am a cynical person. And you're wrong. But no, it yes. it wasn't. And what? But like. It sounds life was like the life internet age, sucked. Yeah, um, but like life at age 11 was easy. Like there were no you didn't have to have a job. You didn't have to like do th- do adult ass things. It's just it it takes me back like to adult ass things. I some of them were okay. at um, 13
3: was a little bit more confusing, but yeah.
1: But it it, it it takes me back to a a more carefree time in my life. Mhm.
3: Nostalgia. Uh we, we 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 can have thoughts on nostalgia but uh yeah, shout out to Paul Q Coldery and Sean Slade the producers and engineers on this album if we're going to so talk about the the, production. the
0: guy that drove the train uh yeah the guy that gave all the money to the train to be driven yeah yeah um but yeah Brett I ain't got shit to say yeah uh, okay um there are two things on this album that stand out and the, the, that'd have to be the bass guitar and the vocals. Um, the bass guitar is fantastic. Um, it, it, it takes what would otherwise be a mediocre songs and really b- puts it out on top plays a very, very strong foundation. The vocals do something that not a lot of vocals of this like the genre and the neighboring genres ever did. It makes it stand out to where when you hear the songs that off of this album and any of the other, you know exactly what you're listening to. Even a casual listener will be like, "Oh, that's boss tones," or just, "We're we're we're getting into some of that." So you definitely knew uh, what you're getting into. The, uh, otherwise, there's solid musicianship. There's, you know, it's it's very much. It, I said there was solid musicianship with the uh, with the Aquabats. This is not the Aquabats. This is mainstream success, not like things that Brett listened to in his car when he drove his friends around. <laughs> and there are funny smells coming out of the other people uh, and their cigarettes. Um, but no, this was like... This This is a band that really bases everything off the groove, which is what you kind of need to in a groove-style ska band um, that, that doesn't stray too far away from the genesis of ska. It doesn't break a whole lot of new ground... But what it does is solid, and it has a a great foundation with the the quality. Like I mean, this is there's hot bass in the time when there was hot bass. Like you know, there the 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 people who are playing bass guitar in the late '90s are still the good bass guitar players today. Um, so like there's there's some tremendous bass going on. Uh, the rest of it is you know it's it's quality, but I think those two things really make it stand out more than the 8 million ska bands that we don't remember, (laughs) but Drew lets us listen to again. (laughs) Let's us uh, relive.
3: uh, For sure. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks? Speaking of
2: that, at some point, I should probably bring the likes of, like, MU-330 and, um...
0: Butt trumpets. Butt trumpets. Gotta have butt trumpets.
2: Yes. (laughs) MU-330. Mosquitoes Breed in Stagnant Water. Um... No, we'll we'll do the the thing I love to do, noise brigade. Uh, it starts out to get the rude boys' feet a movin', and it works. Um, noise brigade is one of. There have been people in my past that are like, "Oh, oh, we're going to your show, and there's gonna be ska bands there. Yeah, how you dance to that, right? Y- yeah, people dance there. How do you do it? I, as I'm. If I'm showing somebody how to skank properly, I. In, there's a there's a there's a web comic called Twenty One Dead Monkeys. It already made the skank joke like ten years ago. Calm down. Um, <laughs> no, there, there um, may be listeners that do not know what skank is, yeah, that's other true. than you know. fair enough. Um, to properly dance to the sky Show or to skank, as the uh, the kids call it, the rude boys and whatnot. The rude boys and skinheads like to skank at the ska shows, um, and I will. I usually start with a slower tune, then I'll go to Beer by Real Big Fish, and then I'll hit Noise Brigade, because um, Noise Brigade to me is the perfect song to dance to. Um, Rascal King I loved because it, it. The Specials did it. Every ska band does it. It's the song about the rude boy in trouble. I mean, I could talk about Royal Oil's bassline being great. I could talk about the bug that bug bit me in another drinking song being songs that are sort of in this weird place of like what alcohol means to people in Ska because there's a lot of people who drink in Ska, but like, it might not be great. Um, stuff like that. Um, let's face it. I could talk about like how things like skinheads against racial prejudice and like rude boys and like Ska in general are like, So socially conscious, I could talk about um, how just absolutely perfect the song breaks so easily is, but um, the one to me, um, and I know I'm doing the Drew thing that Swagger talked about like weeks ago, where like I'm naming like every song Um, because like, but as I said, this song, this album, you're um, not
1: wrong this time. You're not wrong. Like (laughs) Like, you're just
2: doing the Drew thing. Is is. (laughs) a special place in my heart. Um, but I will end on how this album ends, which Conkles is one two eight. Um and one two eight I think is great because while Noise Brigade gives you an idea of the perfection that is the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones doing ska to me. Um and it is sort of that quintessential ska song with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones twist. One two eight speaks more to what the boss tones are like from a historical standpoint um, with their other albums. And that is, there is, like, the crazy, like, fast part that is taking from, like, hardcore punk and metal um, in the verses, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's Boppy Happy Ska in the choruses. And, like, it will switch on a dime, and you, like, the first time you hear it, you won't see it coming, but every other time you you get where it's going and you know it's going to hit you and you know it's going to be a fun time and that's what the boss tones do it's a fun goddamn time
1: Mm -hmm. uh Patrick what would be some of the key tracks for you uh double down on noise brigade that is how you kick off a fucking album like it's just like the opening is just wail on a snare drum three times and go for it and it's perfect (laughs) you know and and it kicks off perfectly um you get you get Dickie's crazy vocals, which are like this deep, growly, wonderful, uh, just it's something that, that is, again, there, there isn't a lot of, you know, it's music is a lot of guys with long hair singing really high. And this is exactly the opposite of that. Um, one, two, eight, which I, I the thing I really like about the boss tones is that there's clearly a little bit of metalhead in that in that band. And they, they do get a little heavy sometimes. And that's, a, that's just, it's just a really, really, like, the guitars get really heavy and a little bit thrashy in a good way. But also going on is this amazing descending bass line that just, you know, like, carries the song perfectly throughout. And then the elephant in the room, because it's the song that we've all been listening to for 17 or 18 years, the impression that I get. Um, there are songs that like define a period that like they, when you think when I think of the late 90s that is the soundtrack of the late 90s and in, in a good way in the same way that like there's like when Hey Ya was a thing that song just takes you back a couple of years to that era and that was like everywhere this song's been everywhere for you know 16 or 17 years and we're still listening to it and I I don't know why I love it so much. I don't know. I understand like it's overplayed in a lot of people's minds, but it's such a good song. I think it's like one of those all time great singles that just people who, who would never listen to a ska record, love it. And it's still, you know, got all the horns and everything that you would expect in a ska song. It's not, it's not them doing anything other than what they do. But but it, it managed to cross over to many, many people outside of
2: their, you know, their comfort zone. Yeah. There, there's a good way to put that that I just thought of. There are songs by the bands you enjoy that are overplayed, and when you're listening to the record that they, on, they are on, you will skip them. I never skip the impression that I get.
1: <laughs> no, you, you can't. And, it, and it, this... This yeah. is one of those, the beauty of the 30-minute record is that you just, you sit down, you put it on, you don't touch anything, and you get to experience like a complete thought from a band. And that, it, this is a really, really good record top to bottom.
3: Yeah, uh, I will say, uh, I will add the fact that there are, there. Are, I have three Mighty Mighty Boston's tracks in my karaoke repertoire, two are on this record, and those are, the impression that I get... Uh, and I'm sure I've done Rascal King at some point uh, The other one's so sad to say But that's a, a different record for, uh, You know, A few years later uh, But yeah, Brett What would be some of the key tracks for you?
0: Um, I, I, I had no problem with skipping the impression that I get on this album You're wrong No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, no cor- I, I am correct in saying that I did skip that track I've heard that song so many times that I, you know, can't help but hate it. Um, it's it's catchy and well crafted, but it was, you know, there there are only so many times that a man can can hear a song even perfectly crafted. I mean, you know, I've Holy Diver. I would skip Holy Diver on a Devo album because I've heard Holy Diver so many times, um, and you know, the impression that I get. It ain't Holy Diver, but it's a pretty good song. Um, no, I, I I think that that uh, the impression that I get is 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 of the the tracks that people pull from an album and make a hit out of, um, and those that uh, that are as as successful and means so much. Uh, no, not Devo. Dio. Ronnie James devo Sorry. Um but uh can
1: we hear Devo to a cover of Holy Diver Can I, that
0: exist? Please uh, let me get I will I'll look it up while I'm pretty sure correct. I heard
2: you say Devo on accident I'm
0: I could have I like, it's it's getting yes, late did. here in the in the in the Hoosier state but uh no it, of of songs that are the track from the album there there are a lot worse songs that sound nothing like the rest of the album than that it, it's 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 pretty indicative of what you're going to get with the rest of the album if you heard the you know the weekly top 40 um number days uh has an amazing baseline otherwise it's pretty standard you know punk ska progression um the the baseline is played so ridiculously sweetly that that it that it fills up the bottom half of all of everything that's going on in this track, and and makes the song what it is. Um, and uh, never mind me is is a less horns more rock um, down to the the overdrive wah um, behind the guitar solo, which is is kind of neat for this album that you know, I was not expecting. And mind you, I I have heard this album before. This is not something that like didn't show up at parties. Um, the Played on shuffle most of the time, um, with six other CDs that were in this large CD player that you hit the rant and it You'd get like a uh, holiday in Cambodia, and then you'd get you know the impression that I get, and then you'd get Dio doing uh, Rainbow in the Dark. Um, but you sound uh,
2: like you had the same group of friends that I did because yeah, I, I
0: hung yeah. out with a bunch of weirdos. Um, yeah. Go Dio, I still dude. hang out with a bunch of weirdos. Record Breakers, of the podcast, is a bunch <laughs> of weirdos that I hang out with. But no, I, 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 I think that Never Mind Me is, is, uh, is a song that, uh, if you punched up the drums, would sound fine on a Pennywise album of the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's very much less less ska, but ska-adjacent sounding. But there are still horns. The, the horns play the root every now and then. And they do a really good job of uh, of getting the sound across, and, and you know, I could I could pick out a bunch of other tracks on this album. I could do the the record breakers, the Drew thing, and uh, and talk about the whole album. But I, I think that if you're going to pick out the things that I really went back to, and you know, like when I, when I'm listening to an album and I want to like distill things down to the things that I absolutely like and enjoy the most, I I start out with a playlist and I start dropping songs until I get down to four uh three or four songs and those were the three that that made the cut they they're they're going to be starters they're going to be varsity songs yes. on the record breaker the all podcast state. all state all That's right. They're um, in good hands.
3: Yes. Uh they got good fundamentals. Uh right. hustle. <laughs> yes, they
0: hustle. Uh
2: well other ambiguous sports Terms uh, intangible.
0: They got big heart intangibles. <laughs> intangibles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's got basketball IQ.
3: Yes, basketball IQ. He sure. got, got buckets. Uh,
0: Fields. What's, he's got some field. Swans. Hold
2: on, bucket buckets is something you can okay. quantify with okay, a number sorry. because they I put say, what, was on the other, those. what was
0: the other? What was? Oh God
3: damn it! If you was
2: if you can get buckets, you have a number attached. I'm, I'm, that was the other term.
3: That was the other term. You got. <clears throat> you got.
2: Court handles. Vision. handles, 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 yeah. handles, handles, court vision, basketball IQ are something that, when said, basketball fans completely understand what you're talking about. Nobody else gives a damn. Yes, <laughs> well played. Yes, I was trying to come up with handles, and I don't know that just escaped me. That being that, that's said, what Alan is Iver- a- that is what Alan Iverson had for his entire career until he went crazy. <laughs> Uh, that being said, Handled. this is not
3: B ball breakers nor rock and jock B ball jam breakers.
0: Uh, or Charles Barkley shut up and record breakers. Yes, <laughs> Guy I
2: I want to go ahead and play that game again.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> this
3: is record breakers. We're talking about music. Uh, let's go back around the horn with some f- conclusive thoughts. Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts down there?
1: Uh, this is a truly great record if if you like so many one like bands who have a hit like this they have a hit and the rest of the record is awful we we've had that once or twice on this show i think um if you went and bought this album because you heard the impression that i get you were not fucking disappointed this this delivers it's so good in so many ways and you should listen to it mm-hmm.
0: brett what would be your conclusive thoughts? On the album, I, I do declare um, that uh, if you're going to find an album to listen to of this genre, you could do a lot worse. Um, <laughs> this is probably on the list of must listens. Uh, it I has to hang out at the a top. lot worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, th- this is a uh, this is an album that if you're into the genre, you ought to listen to. Um, if you're not into the genre. Uh, listen to it anyway, because that way, if you want to talk about how you don't like it, you need to at least have the ammunition and the knowledge behind it to uh, to tell people why you don't. And if you don't, you could still be correct. But I, there there was something about the time and the 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 kind of sounds that were coming at, at you from popular music, and the the era when the the grunge music was dead. Uh, although Nirvana T-shirts were selling at a, at a neck-break pace, and uh, contemporaries to the boss Tones Corn, Limp Biscuit, like you know, there not once did somebody say that they were like a chainsaw on this album. So it gets, it gets like at least ten points. Um, 10 record a a motherfucking chainsaw. It's, what? What? It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: if
2: we actually hit that perfectly in sync i'm going to be so happy for that to be on the playback
0: it's a little off but that's fine we didn't but the the, the heart was there yes we we had hustle the soul um, but the soul. Uh, but you know you could you could you could do worse than this album and uh, you could do a lot worse i i don't think it's a life-changing it's not something that you know they're gonna <sighs> put on your tombstone the die enjoyed. joy my life was there's no Glen listening Ruben to the playing, to, playing the part of g man, but but it's still yeah, no u s pipe, no, uh, pipe levels of, pipe. of 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 greatness, but it it was pretty okay. and i I think that if you somehow have gotten to this far into this review and you have not listened to this album, you you've probably done something <laughs> wrong. Number one, like we've been talking about this album longer than the album is, um, Mm -hmm. most likely. So you know, really, come on. We're getting there. We're getting there. The haikus uh, will push
3: push us over.
0: What you mean? The main event? (laughs) Yes. uh, Which I think we're getting ready to get to. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, Drew, go ahead and uh, have the last word there.
2: Um, as I said earlier, I've been sort of waiting on this record because, um, I think this record is. Really, sort of, in my opinion, um, it's an underhanded pitch. It's a, it's a softball. It's easy because there are bands like I've said before. There are bands that are cornerstones of a sound. We did it last week with Diva. I mean, the, it, when you think of New Wave, one of the bands that comes to mind is Diva. When you think of '90s ska, one of the bands you think about is the Boston's. The Boston's. Unlike what Brett said, you could put the boss tones as a liner note on my tombstone, and I would be completely happy with that. Because what the Mighty Mighty Boss tones were, um, and the sound and what they did uh for the genre really did influence the music I listened to for a while. The reason I got into Ska and Part of the reason I got into punk rock and got into underground music was specifically the Boston's. Um I brought this record specifically because it's the big one. It's the one that I think is most easily palatable for other folks. But um there are other records before this and like seeing the videos on like the local access channel um <laughs> that used to play like music videos that MTV wouldn't play. Like the local access channel that got um, the trapped in a box, uh, music video before tragic kingdom became a thing. Yeah. The one that got the here's going way mad kids. The one that got the Waldorf Worldwide video before Young and the Reckless by Good Charlotte came out, or whatever that record was called, oh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Um, like it, it, it was the local access channel that like played that sort of like weird underground music that was just starting to come up and bubble up. And that's where I was seeing those type of bands. And that's what grew me on to the genres. And the Boston's were a huge part of that. I wouldn't have played the type of music <sighs> I did. I wouldn't be into the the type of music or have gone to the shows or met the friends that I did. If it wasn't for something like the Boston's, the Boston's are something that, like, in the things that Drew will love until the day he dies, the things that he will be listening to and love, um, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones will be one that I will take to my grave. Um, they are really good. If it, Even if you, if you don't like Ska, if you hate Ska at all, like, if you hate all of Ska, you just hate the genre in general, which I think is stupid, because um, it's such a varied genre. But if you hate the genre altogether, but you want to get into the mind of of the Drusifer, there's not much better way to do it than than the Mighty Mighty Ballstones. And this record is probably your easiest one to win. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, that is a great way to put it. Uh, go listen to this album. Uh, now we get to the main event of the evening like uh, was said earlier to our haiku reviews let's see we sum it all up in poetic form I'll start with Patrick
1: down there what you got one song dominates but the whole record is great hail Dickie Barrett
0: Brett your turn gravelly vocals horns just when they are needed Sounds of the 90s.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, ska Punk veterans all performing true to form with some attitude.
0: Uh, and attitude? Y- y- you got some fucking attitude? Yes.
2: Uh, true. What do you got? I-, I, would, I would like some attitude in WWF form, please. Yes. Um, boss Tones created something magical in Ska. Skank along with
3: it. We shall. And you can skank along with it as well at home on our Spotify playlist. Listen to this album and all of our previous albums on there. It's called Record Breakers Home Game. It's linked on every post. It's mostly updated fairly regularly. Uh, Mostly. Mostly. Kind of. A little bit. Uh, But you can play along Hmm. with us at home. Uh, follow along listen to all of the records presumably next week's record will be on that playlist as well Uh, we do have a guest we don't know the album yet my next album uh you know barring just in case the guest episode doesn't happen my next album will be something i'll bring you back to korea this time with a pretty popular producer by the name of primary and his album two as the number two so that's going to be my album just in case, so you have something to listen to. Uh that being said, that is next week and the following week. This is this week. The present. No look forward no need to look forward to the future. You have the present. You have here and now. Embrace it. Uh but now we are at the end of another episode of Record Breakers. You can of course can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett, is a he beverage hi drew is an ex ex x X
2: uh ex for ex I used to be a Jucifer but no longer I have I've converted from he's
3: when he passes the police account graduates from police academy he will be a Jucifer that's right I was going can
2: I was gonna make a Catholicism joke but uh, that
3: being said he's at Rex. the show is at 4 record breakers that's the number 4 record breakers recordbreakerspodcast.com gmail.com if you want to email us youtube.com slash RebelliTV for this and other shows share like subscribe do the things check us out until next time hospital swivels